Hey guys, welcome back to The Inconvenient Truth with Amy. Um, I'm obviously Amy. Um, Today I have such a special guest with me. You guys all know her and love her. Danielle's back on the show. Hi guys. (laughs) And this episode would not be proper without her. Aw, wait, thank you. Um, So... Before we dive deeply into this week's episode, let's do a quick little life update. Danielle, how have you been? I've been good, mostly focusing on school. And I know I say that every podcast, but it really is just like taking over my life, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it kind of is. Yeah, and I'm just like at that stage in my life where I'm just like buckling down and doing all these classes, and so that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Um... It's a good place to be, though, because you're uh, trying to get through school because COVID's been a pain. Yeah, it really has. Oof. I, yeah. And I know you have an update. I do have an update. And I told everyone, I told Danielle I wouldn't tell her this update (laughs) until we were on the podcast because it's a big one. So I'm in Texas right now. We're spending a month in Texas. And... Danielle, how often do you, like, have you stayed in an Airbnb before? No, I haven't. I've stayed at, like, those little, like, rent-a-condo things, but I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay, so we're in an Airbnb. We're in an Airbnb for a month, and I don't know if it's just, like, COVID or if it's this specific Airbnb or if I'm just, like, now a homebody, but it's weird being in someone else's house. Yeah. No, I can imagine that. Yeah, and you're kind of – I mean, I think I'll feel – I feel the same way about, like, hotels. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just a germ freak. I don't think I am, but I kind of am. But just, like, who's slept in this bed before me? And, like, who's eaten off these plates? And what's going <laughs> on in this house? Anyways. Anyways, anyways. So, first night, um, I'm in my room, and I'm – Trying to fall asleep. It's hard to fall asleep because it's um, you know, a first your first time in first night in a new place. You know how that is. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I hear this thud in the ceiling. Oh my and word. In- <laughs> okay. That's set up. Okay. And in my like, you know, half sleep delirium, I'm kinda like, Oh, the neighbors upstairs, because I've like slept spent the night in an apartment with my you know siblings before i'm like oh the neighbors upstairs are moving around and then i'm like wait there's nobody upstairs (laughs) oh my word so that that kind of like that happens and i i kind of just brush it Mm -hmm. off then the next night i am awoken at 3 a.m by this little scurrying sound oh no oh no (laughs) I'm going to send you a video okay? because that night I was thinking, oh, my goodness, something is in my ceiling and nobody's going to believe me. So I got my phone out and I recorded. I'm sending it to you right now. Okay, Listeners, okay. if I can do this, I will extract the audio from this video and put it in here. But, Danielle, listen to this. Okay, that setup, though, sounds – it's, like, perfect for Halloween, but what even? <laughs> I know. Also, that night, I got four hours of sleep because my mind went from zero to ten to it's a rat to there's somebody living up there. Oh, my word. Okay, that's <laughs> scary. But I've actually heard cases and stuff, like, where that's happened. Yeah, where someone's uh-huh, in so the it's attic. not that crazy to think that. 
Okay, I wait, know, I just I... got the video. Okay, okay. Okay. That is terrifying. <laughs> Isn't it? And it it's just this consistent like yeah. rattling. And so It sounds I, almost like a tin can. I know it almost sounds and my next thought was in between the rat and the person, I was thinking, okay, maybe it's a cat. Maybe a cat oh, somehow got okay. on and it was playing with a a you know, a toy ball because yeah. it sounds like something is playing with a uh -huh. little tin ball or some toy I don't know what anyways I'm kind of freaking out because I also realized that um the attic is literally the trap door to the attic is right outside my room so I know for sure it's not something on the roof because yeah, I wouldn't okay. mind if it was something on the roof yeah because it can't get you <laughs> yeah exactly so I basically tell my parents this happens two nights in mm -hmm. a row I I'm consistently knocking sleep because I don't know what is up there. And so my dad goes up into the attic. Oh, my word. And he found rat droppings. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. That is so, so gross. Rat. I am living with rats right now. The exterminator, exterminator he came today. And he, he was like, yeah, there's evidence. Actually, there's – he said, there's actually a hole in your in the roof. And so oh that's how they're God. coming in. And he said they, they're coming in to get um, warm, which I, I'm like, it's really warm here. Yeah. So, anyways. Ew, oh, my word. Okay, but rat <laughs> people don't realize how invasive and, like, how violated you feel when you have rats, okay? Oh, oh, Danielle, it gets better. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, today, like, nothing's happened, happened. Uh -huh. We have not seen a rat yet. Okay. The exterminator comes today. He's He said, I've, I've poisoned, I put poison up in the okay. attic. Basically, this poison is going to... I think the rats are supposed to eat it. Yeah. And it's going to make them really, really thirsty. So their immediate thought is to go get water. Mm -hmm. And then once they come into contact with water, the poison activates and they die. That's how oh, they – and okay. because they want to get the rat out of the house because you don't want to kill the rat and then have the rat just be decomposing in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, however, <laughs> that means – a rat could end up in our swimming pool. Ew. Or in any place in this house that has water. So that's like the toilet. Shower? The yeah, the shower. Oh, the my sink. word. So no. for okay. the next three weeks, we're going to be on edge on whether or not we can find a rat in our living space. Okay, I'm shocked. Okay, because we had rats. Sorry, mm -hmm. this is such a tangent. And the poison they gave the rat killed them immediately. Oh, but then didn't you have dead rats around? Well, yeah, they would come and the exterminator system would come and then they would pick them up. But they weren't dead in the house. The boxes they would set up were outside, like near the hole where they were entering. And then the rats would oh. be like in the yard. There was no water or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that. Makes, that makes sense. Although we did have a rat come in the house one time and play our piano. Oh, do you remember that? Do you remember that? 
so scared. Okay. <laughs> sorry. The way you said that, the rat came and played the piano. He did, though. <laughs> oh, my word. I literally have a tear in my eye right now. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So... Anyways, that's been my my spooky story, um, living with rats, and hopefully one does not show up. We also have cats in the yard, so maybe oh, the cat will get it before the water does. I don't know. Yeah. So this is like um, a continuing saga. This is not this the is end. This is a continuing <laughs> saga. If I find a rat in my toilet, I will be sure and let everyone know. Okay. Yes. Because rats can get in toilets. Do you guys know that? I didn't know that. I know snakes can. I know snakes can, but I didn't know rats could. And they must be able to hold their breath, too. Yeah, I think they are able to. Okay, ew. Oh, yeah. Anyways, guys, this week we're talking about conspiracy theories. Um, in in keeping with the Halloween spirit, we just want to, you know, make you question everything. Yeah. Because why not? <laughs> so we have some good conspiracy theories that we're going to just – Take a deep dive into, give our thoughts on. We got, you know, the common ones that, like, you know, Area 51, um, you know, the Titanic, all good ones. And what's so funny is I put out on Instagram theories that you don't believe and then theories that you do believe in. And a lot of the theories that people say they don't believe in, when I looked into them, they are kind of plausible. Yeah, that I was so surprised by that. And then the theories that people did believe in, I'm like, nah, this doesn't add up. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it was such a flip-flop for me. I was questioning That's, everything, okay? That Yeah. And, like, of course, you have your, like, normal ones about elections and COVID and things like that. Yeah. And, honestly, those are just kind of fact at this point. So we're not going to dive into those because you guys should – you guys know to do your own research. Um, but I think we should get in start get started with the ones that are a little more abstract because why not? Okay. So the first one is Area 51. And honestly, when I read that one, I kind of my my immediate thought was the moon landing. Because that's the one that I've heard the most about. True. Um, that and the theory is that during the space race, America didn't actually land on the moon when they said they did. Mm-hmm. Instead, they went to the underground bunker known as Area Fifty One and basically filmed a landing, um, <laughs> so that Russia would stop uh, chasing after the moon, pretty much. Okay, um, and yeah, yeah. and. People say that they did later go and land on the moon, but in the heat of the race, we basically didn't. And I could actually see that happening mm-hmm. where we're such under so much pressure that we basically fake it. Um, people say that – was it Neil Armstrong who did the – who's in the picture? Yeah. Like that picture doesn't add up correctly. Yeah. Because people say, one, there aren't any stars. Um, his – some – person said like the boot doesn't actually match up with the footprint that um, and like the photo of the flag moving the flag shouldn't be moving because there's no atmosphere on mm-hmm. the moon like that doesn't exactly. make any sense yeah and in the picture it's like moving or whatever mm-hmm. there, it looks like there's wind but mm-hmm. there's no air up there 
So, and people will say that it was the thunk, like the thunk, oh my goodness, <laughs> the action of putting in the fly that made it wave, but yeah. No, that still doesn't make any sense. But. Yeah. So there is that one. Um, and I was kind of, you know, just thinking, oh, Area 51, whatever. However, I kind of just took into a deep dive into Area 51 as a whole. Yeah. And there was so much that I, like, didn't know. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. When you said Area 51, my immediate gut reaction was like, oh, that crazy hoax that went on. I think it was, like, two years ago when everybody was, like, storming Area 51 and looking for aliens or whatever. And I thought, this is stupid. I don't believe in this. You know, like, Mm -hmm. that is the dumbest thing ever. And then I'm like, wait, there is so much more to this than that. Yeah. So, okay, Area 51, for those of you who do not know, it is a bunker, basically, in Nevada. If Correct me if I'm wrong. No, it is. It's like 83, 84 miles northwest of Las Vegas for, like, a little geography lesson here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And for years, it was... It started in the 1950s, and the CIA denied its existence until 2013. That's a long time. Yes. They basically said, like, no, this isn't even a thing, and then it came out that it was. Oh, and we should mention, it's a military outpost. It's not like you can just, like, go over there and, you know, mosey on over. It's a military outpost. So, like, a base, sort of. Mm-hmm. And... For me, just, like, the fact that they denied its existence for the longest time and then came out and said Mm -hmm. that it was, that for me was, wait, there's something going on. The area is really well secured. Basically, trespassers, there's signs saying that trespassers are liable to be shot on sight. Oh, my it's (laughs) It's that intense. Mm -hmm. And there are many theories about what's going on. Some say that aliens arrived there and basically that whole area is being devoted to figuring out alien technology. The other one is that they are creating stealth technology Mm -hmm. um, and are testing it out on the base. It's all secretive because when the base was founded, there was that whole Soviet... We were basically in the Cold War, so they were working on stealth technology. In fact, I think one of the planes was even found by the Russians that had come from Area 51, which made the Russians um, distrust us even more. Yeah, so Area 51 was basically created to snoop on the Soviets. Like, that was the whole reason for its existence. Yes, stealth technology. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally don't think... Because there's a lo- Area 51 and aliens are basically the things that go hand in hand with Area 51. Yeah. Um, besides the moon landing. I don't really think aliens are here. I think it's more likely that they're doing a bunch of stealth technology. Okay. But my thing is, because I did the same research, and they began an official program there to, like, uncover or investigate the UFO reports. True. And it's called Operation Blue Book. Like, it's an actual thing. This isn't, like... And it's, like, why would they do that if they knew 
it it was fake. What it could be a cover. I mean, that does make a little bit of sense. But then some of the pilots who like flew those planes at Area 51 came out and said, like, I actually have a quote here where one of the guys says there were quote unquote fiery discs, flying saucers, and altitude at altitudes too high for any man-made plane. Yeah, I did hear that one. Okay, so your theory is that they're basically here? No. We have- oh. <laughs> Not Amy being like, oh, why did I invite her on the podcast? <laughs> no, I think that the alien thing is a cover or was a cover for what they were actually doing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because it was like, it's like, oh, we'll make the public believe they're aliens and we'll even make a report about it to make this seem really official. But, I mean, they could be testing ballistics and all sorts of other stuff. And I think that's what people were seeing. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think they were really, really trying to do um, basically find new technology. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, it makes perfect sense for them to have an area to do this. Like, think about all the movies that have come out that just, like, show new technology. Exactly. And it's like... People have thought about, you know, uh, what's it called? Just, you know, an Avenger-type mm-hmm. technology with, you know, uh, Wakandan weapons and just medical stuff. And it's like, of course they're going to have a field to test it on. Exactly. And that's the perfect location. Exactly. And what I also believe is that the U.S. government has a budget basically for undisclosed projects Mm -hmm. and so a lot of that money goes to area 51 and that just makes sense that they would have all this money to try technology and if it doesn't work out it doesn't matter because it was in the budget for like undisclosed projects so if something failed it doesn't even matter no I totally agree with that I no I do not think I hate to break it to people. I do not think that there are aliens at 51, Area 51. I think it's just a massive cover-up. Demi Lovato will tell you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, watch Demi Lovato's new documentary on Hulu <laughs> if you disagree. <laughs> oh, yeah. and by the way, after that whole official Operation Blue Book and, like, the civilians surrounding the area who were like, oh, my goodness, we saw UFOs or whatever, the CIA came out and said it was, quote-unquote, a weather phenomenon is what you guys saw. Okay, so here's another thing is another theory about what they're doing in Area 51 is trying to find a way to control the weather. So basically wage weather warfare on other countries. That's a theory that they're that's what they're doing over there. Mm-hmm. And so I almost I almost believe that one because I was thinking about, you know that crazy frost that happened in Texas? Yeah. Like that was really really unusual. And some people even thought that possibly um, the Biden administration was targeting or some somebody was targeting Texas and, you know, basically trying to cut them off from their power source. Anyways, it made me think, like, if Area 51 was successful in learning mm-hmm. how to control the weather, then... I mean, that would be pretty powerful. Yeah. If it were true, yeah. But there has been, like, no disclosed evidence, we should say. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, that's Area 51. Do you have anything you'd like to add? I feel like I kind of did a really quick overview. I'm sure some of you know a lot more. And if you have information that you want to share with us, we can do a part two and we'll go over it again. Exactly, yeah. That's basically the 
um, overview of it, that it's an underground bunker mm-hmm. in Nevada. Aliens are associated with it. People in the surrounding areas have talked about it. It's really taken off in tourism because that whole yeah. area in Nevada. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, there's like the black mailbox, right? That's supposed to go to aliens. There's yeah, just so there's much. like a whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I truly think that they it's probably just some government program that's trying out yeah. new technologies and experimenting. But under the guise I, of aliens. <laughs> <laughs> because how else would they explain their testings or whatever? They're not going to be like, yeah, guys, we're testing out this new missile to see if it hits. And people will be like, what? They're like, no, it's a UFO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, next theory. This is going to be a long episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Bush did 9-11. I like that build-up. It's like this long science, and you're like, Bush did 9-11. Yep. Okay. I think the title in this one can be a little misleading. I don't think Bush, like, planned 9-11 and is like, oh, you know, I'm gonna, this is what's going to happen. I think mm-hmm. he knew about it. Or knew- I think, yeah. Yeah. And I think he dropped the ball a bit. And they couldn't exactly admit that because. You just, you just can't, can't admit, admit that, especially since like it's such a big tragedy. No. Um, I think there's definitely, there's definitely got to be some file that the FBI or the CIA has that says they got a tip off from you know such a person day such such and such a person on this state that there's going to be a terrorist attack and they basically ignored it. Oh, they and did. Then- like it's actually out there. Like months before 9/11 happened, the CIA kept telling the White House something is going to happen, something is going to happen. Obviously they didn't know what exactly was going to happen, but the former US director of the CIA who was like in charge of that, you know, he went to the White House and said that his warnings about a impending attack from Al-Qaeda were unheeded. That's what he said. He said nobody listened. Yep, that's very typical. So, yeah, I believe that, mm-hmm. that that happened. I think that's pretty um, believable. So, in I guess in some ways he did do it because he just didn't prevent it from happening though then again it's like what could you have done i don't know but because it was just like a civilian flight that Mm -hmm. happened so it's like you stop all civilian flights and would they have just gone gotten you know a different airplane a private licensed plane to go crash into the empire empire wow um twin towers i mean they could have implemented some sort of security or something like check who was getting on these flights. Yeah, I guess that's why we have the security that we have now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if the CIA is telling you, like, they're – they literally – I literally saw a quote, and it said, they are coming. They are coming. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do something about it and just be like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's – that's a massive just – Yeah, I think they probably knew something. I mean, for all – the intelligence that they have at their fingers, they had yeah. to know something. I mean, heck, Area 51 with their technology, come on. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. Um, next one is the Denver International Airport. Um, so I've been to the Denver International Airport. and Oh, really? Okay. Yes, quite a few times. And I'm very sad to say that I haven't seen any of the things 
that are talked about. I've, I've seen the horse. Okay. Okay. Basically, the theory is the Denver airport is home to an underground bunker. Um, and who this bunker is for can kind of change. People say it's for the elite, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of unspecified. And the thought is that Denver is in literally the middle of nowhere. So if there's some apocalyptic thing going on, it's probably the safest place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the airport opened in 1995 after tons of delays in regards to like finishing in time, like the construction workers yeah. deadline. Um, tons of delays in addition to being over $2 billion over budget. That is a so- lot. Okay. <laughs> right? It's so much. And the reason the reasoning that was given for the um going over budget is that they were implementing a new type of technology to get bags to the planes. Yes. So, you know, when you go and check your bag. Basically, and then they what actually happened is they spent a bunch of time doing it and then it was unsuccessful. Like the machine spat out people's bags and it was just like awful. Yeah. So the in like in the end, that little machine, you know, luggage conveyor belt, that never ended up working. Like they spent all that money and it was like in the bunker area of the airport and it never worked. Like ever. Oh, is that true? It never yeah, worked. Yeah, no. Oh, they never got oh, okay. They never got it running. Oh yeah, because they wanted to get the it to shoot the suitcases out to the runway or something. Yeah. yeah. So that was a fail. <laughs> <laughs> a number of things make this airport suspicious. There's a demonic looking horse with red eyes. I have seen this horse. It is terrifying. Um, there are apocalyptic murals. Wait, sorry. Go back to the horse. Because I read an article saying that the um the artist of that sculpture died while making yes. that horse. Like the the head fell off or something and it like cut his artery and he died. Like yes. that sculpture killed him. <laughs> so the demonic horse, it's a 32-foot blue Mustang horse with red eyes. And a piece of it fell on Louis Jimenez. I believe that's the sculptor's name. Mm-hmm. While he was making it and it killed him, a piece fell and severed his artery. Oh, my um, word. Theorists think that this horse is going to provide transportation for one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse i've never heard of the four horsemen in the apocalypse but apparently this horse is gonna do they provide mean like transportation. In, in revelation they call it blucifer so <laughs> i don't <laughs> okay but you know like in revelation when they're talking about these guys show up on these horses and is that what they're talking about? They might be, but then it's like, if there are, I don't know. If they're trying to escape the apocalypse, why would they put the horseman's horse there? Yeah, I don't know. That, mm, I don't know. Maybe he's hopping off a flight and then just, you know, grabs it on the Who way knows? to baggage check. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so you've got the demonic horse. You've got some wacky looking murals um, and involvement with the Freemasons and more. Um, in Jepson Terminal, I don't even know where this is. Mm-hmm. I've been to Denver Airport. It's huge. I need to, like, go there and just look around. Okay. <laughs> but apparently there's a sealed time capsule. There, oh, my word. I heard about this, too. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my word. I don't think we'll Which, be alive, though, when it opens. It's 2094, so if we live to be the age of 93, we will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Recap 2093. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> 
Um, but basically, it's a, signed, a sealed time capsule with the capstone um, on top that has written People of Colorado in 2094. Um, underneath that are the Freemason symbols, names of two grandmasters. I don't know what a grandmaster is, Neither but that I. apparently, yeah. And then the names, the name of a group called New World Airport Commission. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Okay, and now we should go ahead and say that an organization by that name does not officially exist. It doesn't. No. But apparently it did when the airport was built. Well, they tried to say it was like a group of contractors, but that sounds really fishy. Yeah. It's like, why would they call it a New World Airport Commission? That sounds like official. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's odd. And I kind of want to go see this time capsule now. I know. <laughs> I really want it. Anyways, um, I guess it was part – the whole thing of this capsule was part of the, like, opening festivities and it was sealed with two pieces of granite that the Masons, the Freemasons, made. So that's why they're on there. Um, the murals are, I think they're painted by some Asian guy. Okay. I don't remember his name. The one that, like, creates the most controversy is basically this painting called Children of the World. And it features a soldier who looks like a Nazi with a gas mask. Um and there's a bunch of children surrounding him, I believe, of all different ethnicities. In addition, there's a letter on in the corner of the mural that is written by a child in Auschwitz who died. Oh, my word. Yeah. Some speculate that this image depicts eugenics um, because the Freemasons, I believe, were really into just killing children of other race. Mm. I'm not sure what's going on. But that's kind of the theory because it's just odd. It's a a piece of artwork supposedly that's supposed to promote peace, but it just looks weird. Yeah, and that whole thing with, like, the Nazi soldier, like, that's weird. But then it goes in with the claim where people say that the runway looks like a swastika from the that's air. That's another thing. Like, those two definitely tie in. Exactly. It's interesting. Um, the tunnels. The International Airport um, Media Relations Chief, his name's, I think, Ralph Montgomery. It's Montgomery. Basically, he came out with a statement saying that he was there on day three of the airport's opening um, when the luggage thing was not working. Um, <laughs> he states that passengers were directed through tunnels containing gold leaf mosaic art, artwork that he said completely surpassed the murals. And so hmm. there are tunnels. Yeah, I did know that. Denver International Airport. No They're like 7,000 feet long. They're huge. They're not like a dinky little, I don't know, Chuck E. Cheese tunnel or whatever. <laughs> Exactly. Um, No tours are given in the tunnels because the airlines buy that space. Um, However, I read an article where the author got in touch with Curtis Frentress, who is the guy who is actually responsible for the building, the actual structure. Mm -hmm. And he, this author asked point blank, like about the possibility of tunnels and like bomb shelters. And Curtis replied with, and I quote, well, I really can't speak to it. I'm sworn to secrecy. What even? So, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. So, 
Yeah, it's like either he's just like got a really dry sense of humor and he's just, you know, totally playing with him because this guy's whole mission. And by the way, we'll link all our sources in the show notes yeah. below. Um, this guy was kind of just taking a deep dive into the Denver International Airport. So he was like, I don't know if there's, you know, he was just playing with him or if he's actually seriously sworn to secrecy. We don't know. Basically, there are bunkers underground um, because the whole airport's like almost 34,000 acres. So, yeah, that's Denver International Airport. What did you find about it? I basically had the same things as you did. Like, Mm -hmm. I got those are like all the main conspiracy theories and like how this stuff is not adding up. I just like to say the fact that they spent an extra $2 billion and then the luggage thing doesn't work supposedly (laughs) doesn't make any sense because the underground bunkers beneath the airport are from what I saw are like the size it's like the size of San Francisco it's humongous okay it's not little at all and it's like why all that weight supposedly wasted space that doesn't make any sense yeah y'all everyone go take a trip to Denver we're gonna go (laughs) to the airport (laughs) field trip Exactly. Okay. Next one is Hitler didn't die. Okay. Um, do you want to go ahead and start? Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm just going to start off by saying this what, was this in the believe or don't believe pile? Don't believe. Okay, yeah. Okay, this is what shocked me. I I'm shocked that people don't believe this one because <laughs> I was doing research and I thought, "Wait, no, this is totally believable." Because, okay, so the conspiracy, the main conspiracy theory around the whole Adolf Hitler one started because there has been actual no official remains that have been found that have been identified as him, which yes. is really, that is suspect to me. And the people who claimed he died were the Germans and the eyewitnesses that were supposedly in this bunker with him were also Germans. So there has been actual no proof that he actually died in those bunkers. Mm-hmm. And so, and like just to clarify, folks, we don't think he's still alive today. Yeah, because there are people who. <laughs> just to clarify, no, I don't believe that. Okay. It's just whether or not he died in the bunker, and when we when the world accepted that he did die, that's just exactly. somewhat in question. He no, is I, dead now. <laughs> yes, he is most certainly dead now. I don't believe he's alive and well. Okay, but basically, um, the. The British intelligence officer who was assigned to the task of finding Hitler or, like, what happened to him was not qualified for the job. And I'm sorry if you think he was. But this guy did not speak or read or understand a lick of German. Like, that is weird. That doesn't make any sense to me. So that is really suspect. And so when he was, like, going through the eyewitnesses who were supposedly in this bunker with Hitler, he kept receiving... Um, there was like a bunch of holes in the story. Some people were claiming that he died of natural causes. Some people were saying it was poisoning. And then other people were saying suicide. And the mm-hmm. same with what he was wearing. Nobody gave the same answer all across the board, which is not, that's again, suspect to me. Like if they were there with him, why wouldn't they say, you know, he like killed over and died right there. And <laughs> this is what he was wearing. And they would exactly. all have the same answer. First of all, 
that's thing number one. Like, why wouldn't they even try to get their story straight? <laughs> they didn't even do that. I will say that it is very, very normal for in a case for people, eyewitnesses to remember certain details and different things. And there can be slight deviations. That's totally normal. But for him to be like, oh, it was suicide. And the next guy be like, no, he died of natural causes. He just fell over. Like, that does not, yeah. that mm-hmm. does not align. We're not getting the same story. We're getting, I mean, it's all over the map, okay? Like suicide, exactly. suicide and then poisoning. You're like, what? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so the official story that was told and is believed, I believe, to this day is that Hitler and his wife, it was his wife, right? It was his Eva mistress. Was, okay, mistress. They went into a bunker. She took pill that basically was a suicide pill and he shot himself in the head that is what i was told in history class that's how he died exactly now if that were true there would be two bodies there would be one showing you know toxins in her system and there would be a disfigured body of hitler that would be immediately identified there would be bloody clothes there would be all sorts of things there would be a crime scene there wasn't yeah so what also happened and this is in the quote-unquote official story is that german soldiers took both bodies and burned them and then the government announced no uh -uh. no i'm sorry (laughs) i'm not buying that i'm really not um also they have been trying to identify like certain remains that people are claiming are supposedly Hitler. And I think the last one was actually in 2013, which is pretty recent. And mm-hmm. I would say they found, I think it was a like teeth or something. And like, oh, this is Hitler. And it was a woman. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. So what I kind of thought was interesting is one account says that they found a body that had a lock of hair that was to the left side or whatever side Hitler's hair was on and a mustache, which I was thinking if it's burned, how on earth is there hair and a mustache? Whatever. Anyways, it turned out it was not Hitler, but that brought on the question of whether or not Hitler had a body double. And so during that time, body doubles were really, really popular. Stalin had multiple body doubles. Winston Churchill had a body double, so it is not inconceivable Mm -hmm. to think that Hitler had a body double. So some theorists think that it was actually Hitler's body double and Eva's body double that went into the bunker while Hitler escaped to an undisclosed location Mm -hmm. nobody really knows necessarily. But once the German soldiers got word that Hitler had escaped, they then killed both body doubles. I mean, that's plausible. It is plausible. plausible. Yeah. Other reports say that they found a jaw piece Mm -hmm. and a skull piece. I think it was just a jawbone or like, yeah, it kind of, the jaw is a piece of the skull. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) And they tried to say, oh, you know, this is Hitler. And they like brought his personal doctor to like identify it. And the guy's obviously, oh, yeah, that's Hitler, you know, probably because he was scared for his life. And Mm -hmm. then he was identifying this, by the way, for the Soviets. And um, yeah, this is not hardcore proof. I found this out yesterday, by the way, because Hitler's dentist was then arrested by the Soviets, disappeared into the Soviet gulag and was never heard of again because people 
people think that he lied to them about what really happened to them. They don't believe that that was his mm-hmm. jawbone. Mm-hmm. So they just got rid of him. We actually don't have a full report that, like, a DNA, DNA test that says this was Hitler. Yeah, there's been none of that. So there is a chance. I'm sorry. The whole, oh, we burned his body. Like, mm, yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. That just seems so phony, doesn't it? Like, that it does. just does not seem real. It's it's fishy. Like, the it, yeah. I think the fact that the whole thing was orchestrated by the Germans is somewhat mm-hmm. suspect. Yeah, for sure. Now, in regards to where did Hitler go, some people think, because right after Hitler's death, Tons of people started calling into different police stations, MI6, CIA, saying that they saw Hitler. Some people said he, they saw him in Ireland dressed as a woman. Some people saw say they saw him dressed as a monk. Um, basically, everyone was seeing Hitler everywhere. And actually, the... I believe it was the CIA, CIA, they actually were taking this seriously because they really did not want Hitler. So they were following all these different leads. Um, the main one that I heard was that he actually went to Antarctica because exactly. a few months prior, a whole unit was sent to Antarctica for some quote-unquote science mission, but the person leading the mission was not a scientist. He was a pilot. And so... People think that maybe Hitler went to Antarctica to to um, work on mining whale oil because I guess whale oil can be mined in Antarctica so that he would have a stash to hopefully, possibly rebuild on. And in Antarctica as well were a bunch of his like revolutionary followers or whatever. So that's kind of what people think happened yeah that i mean this that theory like the whole thing is just off you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. even if he didn't go to antarctica or went to south america or something like that like that's believable that really is believable that he yeah i think just like there's a chance that he did not die in that bunker i don't know where he went because mm-hmm. there's Argentina too, because you had your true. Oh yeah, um, there was first of all his personal pilot, who was a woman, flew out of like the airstrip or whatever three times in like the next week or so after his supposed death. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What was she doing? Like, people think, oh, maybe he kind of like hitched a ride with her or whatever, and then they built a exact replica of his house, and I'm pretty sure it was Argentina. It was somewhere in South America. Okay. Um, I'm not sure where it was. Uh, we can look it up and put it in the yeah. notes. But an exact replica of his house because his house had to face a certain way because he had this thyroid issue where he couldn't be in warm, like too warm of a climate. So they built the house so it was like the opposite way of the sun. So it would, you know, make it cooler. Or yeah. Whatever. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So the whole jawbone piece of, you know, him... People saying that, oh, he wouldn't have cut out his whole jawbone, like, to leave as evidence. But I don't think it's so fantastic to believe that he used or had his scientist recreate and reconstruct his jaw. Mm-hmm. Because after the war, the, U- the U.S. brought in a lot of the German scientists because they were so smart. And they had them come work for the U.S., 
Mm-hmm. So I think there's a good chance that they could have just reconstructed it. Exactly. That or it could have just been some random persons. I mean. Yeah. Because they never did find out if it was his or not. Yeah. We just don't have basically like bottom line of this theory is like we don't have a full proof. This was Hitler and he mm-hmm. died here because everything exactly. was um, orchestrated by the Germans and like uh, fulfilled by the Germans. And they're the ones that announced his death. They're the ones there was just a lot of incompetent people who yeah. were dealing with everything, it. it. Everything that we quote unquote know is alleged or that's it. I mean, it's alleged. Mm-hmm. We have exactly. no idea if this is actual truth. Yeah. Nonetheless, he is dead now, so. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, next theory is the Titanic didn't actually sink. So at first I thought this theory was like the boat didn't actually sink, but not quite. Uh, Everyone knows the Titanic story, Um, but there is a few, there are a few theories out there that it wasn't the Titanic ship that sunk, but instead it was the Titanic's sister ship, the Olympic, that sunk instead. So basically, the White Star Line had a trio of ships. It was the Titanic, Olympic, and Britonic. Um, On her fifth voyage, the Olympic ship crashed into a British cruiser known as the HMS Hawk in 1911. The Titanic sunk in 1912. Um, The first theory is that the ship company couldn't afford to pay for the repairs of the Olympic. So they decided to switch out the Titanic and the Olympic have the Olympics sink, and then collect the insurance money. So basically, mm-hmm. insurance fraud. Uh, apparently, the plan was to have a nearby cruiser pick up the distress signal and pick up all the passengers. And so the only f- fatality – is that even a word? Fatality? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fatalities, yeah. Would be the ship and none of the passengers. Obviously, that did not work because in real life, when the Titanic or Olympic was sinking, the cruiser that was supposed to be nearby did not respond to the distress yeah. signal. Which, by the way, like, how rude. Like, I know. Like, ship is sinking. Yeah, no. Sorry. Um, Keep on our, our way. Like, what? I know. Imagine being that, like, ship's captain. And then the next day, it's like mm. thousands of Mm-mm. people died because you didn't help. Yeah. Oof. So rude. Um, the second theory is that J.P. Morgan was behind the crash because a lot of his competitors booked rooms on the Titanic. And in fact, J.P. Morgan was supposed to be on the Titanic as well, but he randomly canceled um, yeah. his booking. It's a little shady. little, little shady. I don't necessarily believe either of those ser- theories separately, but I think mm-hmm. together there's something there because if the first theory was is true and the white star line was like let's just crash the olympic then it doesn't really answer the lifeboats problem because yeah yeah they wouldn't want people they ended up the titanic ended up costing the company even more money because of all the people that died Mm -hmm. so the lifeboat thing doesn't necessarily match up. 
However, if JP Morgan and White Star Line collaborated together, that would make sense why there weren't that many lifeboats because he wanted his competitors gone or out of the way, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, so I don't know where this lies on believability. What are your thoughts? I think that something definitely shady went down with the Titanic because I know that um, in my research it said basically ships before they make their voyage or whatever, they have to be examined by the public and they have to go through like inspections or whatever. And the Titanic didn't go through any of that. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like why, why wouldn't the ship do that? Because they didn't, and it's allegedly because they would discover that it was the repurposed Olympic. Uh, yeah, that's possible. Um, there are also two other little theories that, like, you know, are also thoughts about what caused the sinking. The first is that actually a money, a mu- money, money was on that ship. Okay. A mummy was on the ship. Someone had bought the mummy and the mummy was traveling on the ship. And I guess the mummy's last curse was on the Titanic, which is why it sunk. That's a probable theory. However, of course, there's literally no record of the said mummy being on the ship at all. So, oh, okay. <laughs> not really. It doesn't yeah. hold on that much. The no. second theory is that one of the sh- sailors or the builders wrote on the boat, not even God could sink the ship, which some people think that was just asking for trouble. Well, I know that the. Um, the captain of the ship declared, he said not even God himself could sink the ship. That's what he said. He They declared it unsinkable. Yeah. So the irony is quite, he's God's quite like, tangible. God's like, really? Yeah. Watch. Psych. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amy. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, I think this theory is probable. I don't know mm-hmm. where... I mean, I guess we'll never know because no, um, uh, the history or the fate of all three of those ships. I mean, the Titanic is obvious or whether or not this Titanic is unknown. Basically, it's under the sea. Um, the Olympic supposedly was torn apart and sold for scrap metal. So actually, there's no way to find out or compare the two ships. mm -hmm. Um, and then the last, the Britonic, ended up being used as a hospital um, during World War II. So, okay. you yeah. know. There's no real way to find out. Exactly. However, I did find a site that mentioned the fact that the Olympic and the Titanic often, in pictures when people were talking about the Titanic, they used a photo that was actually the Olympic because they thought it was the Titanic. So that's how similar the two ships were. Yeah, they were very similar. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probable. I think there's there's a chance that it was the Olympic. It's, it's probable. Yeah, something definitely shady went down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Okay, Wayfair. Oh, yeah. You guys know this one. I'm sure you – this was very recent. It was like – 2019 right um story is that wayfair had on their site a bunch of random looking objects that were selling for thousands of dollars there would be a cabinet that was like eleven thousand dollars a pillow um and then all of these 
had weird names that some corresponded with missing people. Mm -hmm. People immediately started thinking that it was child trafficking or just human trafficking. And Wayfair was shady about it. That's where it kind of... Yeah. That's where the story... Which is, you know, honestly, I was kind of surprised by how many people were like human trafficking doesn't exist during that whole phrase. Yeah. There was a lot of people, like, shooting down this theory, but it's not... It's not completely wild if you really, really think about it. Yeah. Well, here's another thing, too, is... I didn't know that many people have an allegiance to Wayfair. Like, why would they care so much about yeah. defending this company like i didn't even know it existed until this whole thing happened well i mean i've gotten scammy products off of Wayfair, okay so <laughs> obviously i'm not gonna take their side yeah no but in all fairness it was unsettling and at first they didn't address it like they did not address it immediately which was weird yeah, you know, if you really want something to take off, don't address it, and that will make it mm-hmm. just go off the walls. Um, but yeah, they didn't address it, uh, and so people – what even happened? Like, what was the conclusion? Um, people were saying, oh, the site just glitched, and that's why the prices were all phony. Okay. But that still doesn't explain why some of the names corresponded with missing kids. And it doesn't really explain Wayfair shady um, no, behavior. it doesn't. And I know that sites can glitch. Like, that happens. Like, I know Princess Polly glitch. I know Amazon glitched where, like, the prices were, like, a dollar for everything. And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But they immediately come out. They cancel all the orders. And they say, sorry, our whole site went down. We were having an IT problem. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay, that's understandable. Wayfair did not do that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but even an industrial cabinet does not cost eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> you exactly. can go to Costco and buy an industrial cabinet for like three thousand dollars, mm-hmm. maybe even two. Like it's not that much money. It should not be, you know, ten thousand plus. Yeah, I don't care if it was made out of gold. Okay, that's just <laughs> no. <laughs> well, what also was shady was the fact that stories about it were being censored. So this is where that I too, start yeah. thinking like. Um, and I did mean to say this at the beginning, but I'll just say it now. Um, that's when people start the word conspiracy theories, the phrase conspiracy theories, people tend to, it's actually kind of like a dismissive thing to say about someone. It's kind of like a dig on their character. If you say, oh, he's just like a conspiracy theorists. Um, however, I always think like, if it's just a conspiracy theory, why do you care? Like when someone says and when someone says, oh, you know, Elvis is alive, I could see that being like, okay, that's kind of just like a conspiracy theory. It doesn't nobody cares if you think Elvis is still alive. Like it doesn't hurt <laughs> anyone. And shutting down those rumors. Exactly. So it's just when people start acting shady, like TikTok was censoring this Wayfair thing. And it's like, well, why do you care if people are worried about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's a whole conspiracy theory around the word conspiracy theory. People think that the CIA put it into rotation after Kennedy's death because people were questioning Kennedy's death. And they said the CIA put it out as a form of gaslighting to make the theories like go away. And what was interesting is I found an article on it. 
And it was an article that didn't say, hey, no, the CIA did not come up with that term or put it into rotation. This person did instead. Mm-hmm. Instead, what it did was it said the term CIA, uh, the term conspiracy theories, it was made by this guy and it was popularized in 1940 by, but not 1945, which is what the conspiracy said. So it wasn't saying like, uh, it wasn't just giving a flat out, here's what happened. It just said, oh no, it didn't become popular in 1945. It was popular in 1940. And it's like, okay. And then similarly, it, in regards to that the CIA, into the claim that the CIA was the one that put the phrase into rotation. And I guess there's a document regarding the Kennedy death that people refer back to as using the term conspiracy theories. Their answer in this article was, oh no, in that document, the CIA only used the word conspiracy theories in the plural and not the phrase conspiracy theory. And so that's where I'm like, when you start saying things like that, it's like those have absolutely no weight. Yeah. So I actually still kind of think that in some ways, yeah, the CIA did kind of popularize that term and put it into rotation because it wasn't... Yeah, for sure. No, I I get that. <laughs> it wasn't just like, here's your answer. It was like skirting mm-hmm. around it. So Exactly. That's when you like need to start questioning things is because it's like you don't give us a straight answer for these. You just skirt around it. So that's why Wafer is like kind of it was a little bit suspicious oh for sure um what are your thoughts in regards to it being child trafficking um i don't know for sure if like wayfair is you know child trafficking that's like a big claim to say about something but i think that things like this do happen and i think that you know not maybe not maybe sites or businesses will sell something that is a really weird price because that's how child trafficking happens because obviously you're not just going to google how do i buy a kid yeah. i mean that obviously you'd be immediately flagged by the fbi they have to go find these creative ways to get around it and this would be a perfect example of that yeah i think that whether or not it was child trafficking i think there was It was actually money laundering because when somebody, say, gets a huge income and they don't want it to be taxed, a way to bypass that tax is by, I think, and please, if if there are any accountants listening, please correct me, but if you buy something expensive, like a piece of art, or say that, like, you know, say that this piece of art costs this much money then you can bypass that tax. So I think there's a chance that, like, whether it's human trafficking, which undeniably happens and is still happening now, or it was just, like, shady money business going on and somehow it Mm -hmm. got noticed, there was some weird money thing going on. Yeah, that could definitely be another option. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, And I think, actually, that's how they pay for yeah people is they buy some object for a ridiculous price and that's how they get because people were saying like oh the children are in the cabinets and it's like okay 
I don't think the children are actually in the cabinets, but the idea that a cabinet could be the placeholder is not out of the is not no. like crazy to think about. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't think the kids were like physically in the cabinets. I should yes. say <laughs> I don't think they are, but I think that is a that is something that goes on. I don't mm-hmm. know. We don't exactly. know if Wayfair has anything to do with that but they were acting shady and they did not come mm-hmm. out and just say oh our employees hit the zero twice and the price jacked up or whatever yeah or you know they were hacked or whatever so definitely a little shady all right princess diana's death was not an accident danielle i'm gonna let you take this one because this is okay this yes. is your damn <laughs> And again, I don't think this is wildly crazy to think happened because there were just so many crazy, quote unquote, coincidences that happened, like leading up to it and everything. First of all, the whole Princess Diana thing, it was very obvious that she was very uncomfortable in that royal family and they treated her very poorly. The Um, whole thing was kind of a mess. Like she was too young to get married. Um, Yeah. She came from a a bad family situation so she, all she wanted was security and she because mm-hmm. she came out with a statement basically saying that she wanted to marry prince charles because he couldn't divorce her which i mean happened but she just mm-hmm. she had a lot of um she wanted security and she thought that charles exactly. could give it to her and then the whole cheating scandal, which was confirmed. I mean, she was on record saying, my marriage is a bit crowded because there's three people in it. I mean, mm-hmm. you feel bad for her. Yeah. And she was doing stuff that was like, not breaking the rules of royal protocol, but she was like, kind of, I don't know, enjoying freedom or whatever. And they couldn't contain her. Like the royal family establishment could not contain her and what she was doing. And so that's kind of the basis of why they killed her off. Also, people say, which also is not crazy to think about, um, Prince Charles wanted to get married married again to Camilla, and he couldn't do that. Um, the queen wouldn't let him do that if Diana was still alive, because it would just look like a mark against the royal family. Yeah, which, um, that, I will say that theory is interesting, because it's like, before Diana and Charles divorced, like, both scandals, because she had an affair with her writer and with a car guy while married to Charles, and then Charles, of course, had his thing with Camilla, um, mm-hmm. is that, like, their whole thing was already stained. Like, they had the, was it Squiggly Gate for Princess Diana and then the, like, Camilla Gate for Charles. So it's like, mm-hmm. they were already st- fraught with scandal so it's like charles name is already mud so it's i think why they didn't is because those other gates besides camilla gate were kind of tabloid you know Mm -hmm. fluff or whatever so they try to keep their name intact and whatever like to keep face or whatever Mm -hmm. because if it's seen that you know the royal family is losing it they can't control their own family how are they going to control the country i mean you know what i mean that's exactly the reasoning behind it. And I don't think it's insanely wild to believe that Charles wanted her out of the way because in 2003, um, Diana's former butler said that um, Diana made allegations saying that her husband was, quote unquote, planning an accident to, you know, break failure to get her out of the way so he could marry again. Isn't so that this in is a letter guy- too? Doesn't she write in a letter to somebody yeah, that she's worried that's that he's... the note. Okay. That is the letter. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. He wrote that letter to 
I'm not sure her, like, I guess him or whatever, or he got the letter, but that was in it okay. saying that she feared for her life. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's other conspiracies that the guy she was dating at the time, Dodie, mm-hmm. um, his father thinks 100% that his son was murdered and Diana, which if the dad believes you're kind of like, mm, yeah, okay. Exactly. Um, and he claimed this is Mohammed Al-Fayed. I th- hope I'm saying yeah, that right. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, he claims that Diana was pregnant with Dodie's child, and that's why they killed her off, because that would be a huge scandal if she was not married and pregnant with this guy's kid. Yeah, and also I think there was some, there's talk that it was because he was Muslim too, and that was that a big too, thing also, for the royal uh-huh. family as well. Yes. Because they are Christians, I mean, they get baptized and all of mm-hmm. that. Um so, I mean, just right there, if you just heard that, you'd be like, okay, you know, that's a little interesting. But then the actual accident that took place where they're like, you know, oh, it was an accident, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Now, there was act- two eyewitnesses who were in the tunnel at the time of the accident. This couple. They were in Paris when this happened. They were in the tunnel, and before the crash, they saw two black vans in the tunnel before they ever drove through. And they thought, oh, you know, that's a little shady. And when the accident happened, they claimed that it was not an accident. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they went to the police, the French police, the French police brushed them off and said, we have enough eyewitnesses. We don't need your account. That's weird, okay? Yeah. Again, because when something happens like that to a high-profile individual, they are getting, and especially somebody who was there. This wasn't like some crazy tip from, you know, a prankster or whatever. They were there. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we don't need it. We have enough evidence. It's like, you didn't have enough evidence because all of this seems pretty inconclusive. Exactly. So, Also, something interesting to know is that Diana... She got in, I guess, I guess cahoots is a good, I can't think of a better mm-hmm. word, with the press. They like, the press really liked her because she gave a bunch of dirt on the royal family, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she had told them the day before she died, or it was the day she died, that she was going to announce something big the next day. Yes. So True. Uh-huh. The, the press did get a big announcement, but it was that she had died. Yeah. Um, not what they were expecting. Exactly. Also, something else that's really shady is the tunnel where the crash allegedly happened. There is no security cameras, which is very unlikely that all of the security cameras would just magically black out right before this accident happened. Like that, yeah. that does not mm-hmm. add up to me. There's also talk that there was like some light that flashed in the driver's eyes, which is how they were planning to assassinate the, I think it was like the arc something of serbia or something like that do you know what i'm talking about no i don't yeah it was interesting the same assassination attempt they used on him they claimed that they Uh used that on diana so i mean there are so many things here that just don't add up okay yeah exactly so the official story that we are told and what is believed is that diana and her boyfriend is his name dodie yes by the way okay no offense, but whoever <laughs> named their child, Dodie. Okay, anyways. So, story goes, she and Dodie were having dinner together. The day of her death, she had been on his yacht at his, imp- his apartment, mm-hmm. at the Carlton that his father owned, at the Ritz that his 
wait, is the Rick's car? Basically, four of his properties. She was also in his car. So basically, people are saying, like, whether it's not like that family tried to kill her, but they had they played a huge role in her death. Yeah. Um, the story is that some people said she was crying at dinner. Um, the man who was driving th- the car was it was not in his job description to drive. Mm-hmm. He had been drinking. He had two big glasses of liqueur or whiskey or something, some alcoholic drink. Mm-hmm. He was also on drugs. Um, and so this, what Dodie was planning on doing is after dinner having a fake car go out and having it be leaked to the press that that was the car that they were, they were leaving in while simultaneously he and Diana were going to go into a different car that was driven by this I don't know what he was but he wasn't a driver he was no. maybe just some like secretary who had been drunk he was mm-hmm. drunk um and then one bodyguard named Trevor was going to come with them and they were going going to go out that way the plan did not work it backfired the press basically got wind and paparazzi started following them. Dodie was driving extremely fast. They entered the tunnel. They hit they hit a car, actually. Yeah. The first thing they do is they hit a car, which it would be interesting to know who was in that car. Yeah, I've um, never heard anything about that car. Like, I know they hit a car, but we don't know anything about who was driving it or who was in it or anything like that. Yeah, so they hit the car. They smash into one of the pillars because the tunnel was divided by these huge pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, they smash into a pillar and then they hit the wall. Uh, I believe the driver and Dodie were both killed simultaneously. Trevor survives and Diana, on first like glance, she only has a few minor scratches mm-hmm. on her face. The paparazzi, some get photos, some immediately go to help the um, crash. They call the police. Police arrive. They call the ambulance and the first responders. And basically, they check on Diana. They move her, which sends her into cardiac arrest. And then they try to stabilize her, which they were saying, normally you stabilize someone before you move them. Mm-hmm. But for some reason in France, it was different. And then basically, they took hours to get her to the hospital. Yeah. That's what kind of is shady, is mm-hmm. that they took such a long time to get her to the hospital. Um, she had like two heart, atta- heart attacks on the way to the hospital. She had, I think, yeah, she had two heart, atta- yeah. heart attacks. And then when she actually got to the hospital... They found out that her heart had shifted and that she was internally bleeding, and then she died that way. Um, What's slightly odd is the fact that the first responders literally, like, lollygagged around. They did. I know. Because they were trying to decide which hospital to bring her to. Like, are they kidding? Really? Like, what even? Exactly. Which is very, very odd. Um, Some people wonder if they did that because, like, it didn't look like she was suffering that much from the outside but like the fact that she went into cardiac arrest the moment they moved her that's got to show that something bad happened exactly and this is such a high profile person that like no matter how little it looks you would immediately transport them exactly and then also 
if the car crash, if the impact was enough to kill two people out of the four that were in the car, you've got to assume that like the third and the fourth person, and by the way, Trevor was not left unscathed. He had a head injury that was so bad. He actually lost bits of his memory. So he's not a witness anymore. Mm -hmm. Like he can't be considered because he can't remember correctly. So it's, it's got to be assumed that like something bad, like all four passengers were injured pretty Uh badly. And I think the someone else wait is Trevor the one who's paralyzed now because of the accident? Oh, he might be paralyzed. All yeah. I heard was that he like isn't a a reliable witness because he has a horrible head injury. Mm-hmm. He had a horrible head injury. He lost part of his memory. Um, but he he could be paralyzed. I don't know. Um, so yes, that is all very suspicious. I also know that there was a photographer who had gotten images of Diana right after her death Mm -hmm. and of the people surrounding the death. I do remember this. And the photographer was found dead Uh a few days later in a car crash, and his film that had those pictures was never recovered. Okay. I mean, that right there, the fact that this person had, you know up close and personal photos of the incident and then they're dead in a car crash too like that is just that's weird. where things get shady uh-huh like that's more than a coincidence okay mm-hmm. um okay so the biggest theory is it was the royal family that had diana killed off mm-hmm. um for obvious reasons they couldn't contain her they were worried that she was pregnant um there's also an mi6 theory do you know that one by any chance i've heard of it i don't know like all the details but i think someone close to diana they thought i don't know he was like receiving money from mi6 something to that effect okay i also know that she so after her whole divorce with charles she wanted to get kind of back into the good graces of being like the people's princess Mm -hmm. and like so she started being an activist regarding landmines. Um, she was a huge proponent for basically removing landmines out of previous war countries because there were tons of acres that had these landmines and then people would, unsuspecting people would walk and get blown up. So she started an organization that was all about getting rid of those. Mm-hmm. She angered a lot of really high up big corporations who were funding those landmines because when she was you know being an activist regarding the landmines people just didn't like landmines period yeah so there is some theories that the people she angered wanted her gone but i think they kind of had less cause to than the royal family i agree so i think that the death is definitely questionable i agree like there's there's something missing to it there was just too many coincidences that happened or them claiming that were coincidences that just don't line up properly exactly i think the biggest one is the 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 delays Mm -hmm. and then also the camera um the because there's supposed to be a surveillance candle candle yeah camera in that tunnel and that was off. There were supposed to be like 14 of them. And they all mm-hmm. were off. 
That's weird. And then the photographer dying. I mean, there's just weird things like that where it's like this isn't an accident anymore. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, Princess Diana, people's princess. Interesting story. Interesting theory. Possibility that she was murdered. Mm -hmm. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, just that, like, when questionable things happen like this, like, of course people are going to theorize. Exactly. I mean, they're leaving, like, big plot holes, okay? Exactly, yeah. Well, okay. Um, Anything else you would like to add for this little theory? Um, not, no, not really. I think we kind of summed it all up pretty nicely. <laughs> okay, great. Last and final one of this episode, Marilyn Monroe was murdered. So, okay, let me pull this up. Marilyn Monroe, the theory is Marilyn Monroe was murdered and it was not suicide because that is what people think it was. Um, Everyone knows Marilyn Monroe. She was born in L.A. on June 1st. Her real name was Norma Jean Mortensen. She died on August 4th, 1962 at the age of 36 or 37 um, after having overdosed on Barbital. So... On the day of her death, she saw her publicist, um, Pat Newcomb. She spoke to her psychiatrist, Ralph Greenson. She talked to Peter Lawford, who I believe was an ex-lover. And he actually heard, I I think he heard her last words, which were, say goodbye to him, which she was referring to the president, and say goodbye to yourself because you're a nice guy. And then the phone went dead, and that was the last he had heard from her. And I think those were her last words. That's um, kind of unsettling. I know, right? It's like she knew that Kennedy. Well, actually, that's an interesting. Okay, I'll I'll touch it back on that point because I just realized something. Anyways, um, following morning, so August fifth, Marilyn's housekeeper awoke early. Because she sensed something was wrong, um, she saw light in Marilyn's room, and she immediately called Dr. Greenson, who was Marilyn Monroe's psychiatrist, uh, who broke into Marilyn's room and found her on the bed holding the telephone dead. Um, Greenson, Greenson didn't actually call the police. He called Marilyn Monroe's doctor, who had prescribed all the drugs to her, mm-hmm. because she's she's notorious for being an alcoholic and taking drugs yeah so greenson called marilyn monroe's doctor and then that doctor later called the police at the death scene there's also talk about robert kennedy showing up but there are a lot of different contract uh, conflicting accounts but basically it was found out that he had booked a hotel in Hollywood, and then he had flown out to San Francisco that day. Mm, okay, that's shady. That is shady. The reasoning behind why Marilyn Monroe was murdered is mainly due to the fact that Marilyn had affairs with both Robert Kennedy and John F. Kennedy. And as her career, because she, her career started going downhill in the later years, she really became unsettled. Um, she was an alcoholic. She yeah. was losing a bunch of roles. And so as her, like, public figure started – or public image started, like, degrading, 
the Kennedy brothers who were trying to make it in politics thought it would be best to distance themselves, um, which really bugged her. So she started threatening to tell the press about the affairs um, with the Kennedys. Um, So that was kind of a threat to them. In addition, Marilyn always hated the idea of being the dumb blonde because in movies that's how she was always portrayed she didn't really do go to school because she was constantly bouncing from foster home to foster home because her mother was diagnosed with schizophrenia and institutionalized so she didn't really have an education um and people mainly just used her for her looks in movies so what she had was a little notebook where she wrote things down that she had overheard or that she heard other people talking about and I think there were a lot of very big secrets in that notebook especially since she hung around the Kennedys yeah people think that she knew about so during that time the Kennedys or at least John Kennedy was planning on assassinating Fidel Castro and they were worried that she was gonna like leak it or whatever mm-hmm, and leak it and they couldn't have her do that because they knew that it was probably written in her book which she used the book was to for her to like memorize things so that she would seem smarter in conversation okay. so it was very plausible that at least they thought that she would like completely leak the whole thing mm-hmm. so that's kind of what people think is that it was the kennedys that decided to like kill her when the police came and found her dead, they said that nothing really looked amiss. And so they kind of were wondering if there was something more to the story because they said that when you commit suicide, you normally vomit. Is that is that a thing, by the way? I think so. And that there wasn't vomit anywhere. I think I recall, like, hearing that the police had said the odd thing is that, like, she seemed a little too... Staged. Posed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what the officer on the scene said. Like, he said it was, quote-unquote, too fishy and too staged. So that's a little disconcerting when the a police officer thinks that it's not just like oh the tabloids think that something's veggie no it's mm-hmm. an actual police officer thinks something's off yes and in addition the coroner over basically disregarded the idea that it was an accidental overdose because she had way too many drugs that are like over the prescribed amount like mm-hmm. it was triple the amount of times for it to be accidental like it was most definitely planned whether or not it was like by her hand or somebody else's hand that is unknown so what actually has come out recently in I think it was like an FBI or CIA file is the fact that Peter Lawford who was I think her ex-lover Ralph Greenson and the housekeeper and Pat Newcomb, so the publicist, they all basically were in cahoots to try and make her commit suicide. The statement that the FBI released basically states that Peter Lawford knew from Marilyn's friends that she often made suicide attempts 
and that she mm. was inclined to fake a suicide attempt in order to arouse sympathy. Um, Lawford is reported as having made quote unquote special arrangements with Maryland psychiatrist Dr. Ralph Greenson from Beverly Hills. On her last visit to him, he prescribed seconal tablets and gave her a prescription for 60 of them, which was unusual in quantity, especially since he saw her frequently. Hmm. On the date of her death, her housekeeper put the bottle of pills on the night table. It is reported that the housekeeper and Marilyn's personal secretary and press agent, Pat Newcomb, were cooperating in the plan to induce suicide. But why would they want her dead? I think the thought is that the Kennedys paid them off. Okay. Okay. I mean, that that makes sense. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. if the Kennedys were anywhere near there, it would be incriminating. But at the same time, Robert was there. He was at the hotel. She was, Wasn't she found at a hotel or something? So she died in her house. Okay. Um, But he different people different witnesses say that they saw him either like in the house or drive by oh okay during the day of her death when quote-unquote he was supposed to be in san francisco but then records also show that he was he did book a room in the beverly hills hotel or whatever Mm -hmm. on the day of her death and then there's also a noted phone call between him and i think it's Greenson and people say that that was to check to see if Marilyn was dead. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I say this for everyone, but the case doesn't seem like open and shut. Like, oh, this is what happened. Here we go. There's definitely room for error. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I think there is room for, like, with all these theories, like, I do think there's definitely room for, um, it to be the story that like was given however there are just a lot of loopholes mm-hmm. that make it a little a little questionable like for example Marilyn Monroe it's very plausible that she actually did overdose and purposefully commit suicide I think the question is whether or not it was induced and like how staged it was that's questionable Especially since there were people who wanted to get rid of her and get rid of her quickly. Very true. I also heard that Frank Sinatra believed she was murdered. Yeah, I think that, like, he said something about her murder. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that is Marilyn Monroe. Um, Was she murdered or was she not? That is That remains to be seen. Danielle, do you have any thoughts or information that I missed that you want to add? I think you hit everything. I will say, okay, sorry. Last thing, her housekeeper, um, like after the incident, like years later, claimed that the attorney general visited Marilyn on the night of her death. But as you said before, that could just be a cover up if they did try to murder her. Like the housekeeper, the publicist and mm-hmm. all that. Wait, but if she was, but then that brings into question, like why? Um, why would the housekeeper want her out of the way? I do remember something about the housekeeper saying that she just said what she was told to say. Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't exactly the housekeeper trying to kill her off. 
if it was the attorney general, it would have been probably at the Kennedy's, you know. Oh, okay. So also something I did forget to say was that neighbors claimed that in the middle of the night, they heard someone scream like murderers, murderers, you killed her. So if, say, Robert Kennedy had visited her at night and killed her, the housekeeper could have come in and seen that Mm -hmm. and then was later paid off. True. Yeah. Um, Reason to think that maybe this was an outside source um, is that that her last words to Peter Lawford were were the like say goodbye to the president and say goodbye to yourself because you're a nice guy that suggests that she knew the president was gonna die at least that sounds like it to me Mm -hmm. so then that begs the question of the third of a third party which some people think could be the mafia with which is not wild because frank sinatra was in the mafia he was in the mafia, and in addition, she, I think she was, like, she used the mafia to get fame. She had, like, dated some mafia member, and then that had helped her to get into the movies and the modeling that she was in. Okay. So, there's definitely a question. There's definitely a lot more research that can be get done. This was kind of an overview <laughs> because we covered so many I in this know. episode. Um, we are going to leave all of our sources down in the show notes below. If we missed anything, please feel free to let us know. Give us your thoughts. Um, let me see. One thing I do want to say is... I think there tends to be a lot of people who kind of freak out when it comes to conspiracy theories, but just remember that we live in a society where anything's possible um, and anything can happen. And so when someone tells you that another person is a conspiracy theorist or that something is a conspiracy theory, My main thing would be don't disregard it because it simply means that there's an alternative answer for the one that is being fed to us. Um, And I think that that nowadays, especially like that's not too crazy to accept that the real answer may not be the real answer. I completely agree. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Keep your mind open to possibilities i always actually get red flags when people say don't believe all the conspiracy theories because then i'm immediately like well you're just believing whatever you're told yeah that's very wise (laughs) (laughs) um all right thank you so much for joining us danielle would you like to say any parting words any last thoughts that you have regarding any of the conspiracy theories Um, I encourage the listeners to definitely go out and do some of your own researching because there's so many things that, you know, we just couldn't touch on because of like time restrictions or whatever, because they are very interesting. Even if you don't necessarily believe it, just like putting yourself that there might be another way to certain things that they've told us. You know what I mean? Like 
it's definitely not outlandish to think that, that way. Exactly. I agree with Danielle. Do go ahead and just check it out. If you're interested in a theory or something, if something we said doesn't match up, do your own research. Like I I'm sure there are definitely things that we missed that if you're listening, you're like, that doesn't add up. Well then go do your own research and like, you know, find the answer yourself. Exactly. To some extent. Um Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys had a good Halloween and I hope I hope this episode made you question everything because <laughs> there are a lot of things to be questioned. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple, feel free to leave a five-star rating or a review. If you made it to the end of this episode, then you are truly a real one. Why don't you go ahead and leave a little... Does Apple have a magnifying glass emoji? Yeah, they do. Go ahead and comment that on the episode's um, post, Instagram post. So then you can tell us that you made it to the end and that you're truly a Inconvenient Truth fan. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Happy Tuesday. Smile, keep your head up, and keep cheersing. <laughs>